Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. For those that don't know, I am the youth pastor here. My name is Pastor Rowe. I am in charge of Elevate Student Ministries. And uh, like Pastor said, we'll be kicking off in a couple weeks, which I'm super excited about. Super excited about this series that he's going to be bringing forth that we'll be uh, tag teaming on and, and, you know, being involved with all the ministries for it. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be good. Um, so as Pastor said, uh, today's message <laughs> is, uh, it's, I called it, don't throw in the towel. And uh, like I was saying on the online service this morning, I was on my way to a doctor's appointment, actually. And uh, I was just praying, like, okay, God, you know, what do you want me to speak on? I know I'm speaking in a couple weeks. And sometimes... You know, we get so eager that we tend to put things on our timing instead of on God's timing. And when we run things on our timing, things never go right. But when we rely on God and his timing, things start to fall into place. And so I was like, oh, so I'm driving down the road. I'm like, okay. So in my mind, I'm going, okay, don't give up. Don't quit. And don't throw in the towel. Perfect. And I put the message together. And it was just so, it's just so interesting and crazy how God works because when we rely on the Holy Spirit and when we rely on his strength and we put our faith in him knowing that he's called us to do certain things everything falls into place so this message this morning is called don't throw in the towel and as pastor read the passages of scripture this morning that's going to be our main focus this morning so I'm sure that we've all heard the term uh, keep going even when the going gets tough Right? So in that term, that means that we should never give up and we should never quit. But isn't it so good to know that we have an almighty God in heaven above, that when things get tough and that when things don't go the way we think they should go, he gives us the strength to persevere and keep going. We don't have to do things on our own strength because we have the strength of the almighty. So this morning, we're going to take a, a little glimpse uh, of the life of Paul this morning. See, the Apostle Paul, he was writing to a group of people who were thinking about just quitting and giving up. They wanted to just give up and stop running the race that was marked out before them. You see, these people who were, they were considered to be the Jewish Christians who, in that term, were facing severe, intense persecution. Now, I want us to think for a minute. I want us to think that we're in the imagination of an, of an athletic arena. And Paul says to them in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, he says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. How many of us can say that we know that God has a race marked out for us to run this morning? He has a plan and he has a purpose for each and every one of us this morning. Does that mean that we won't have obstacles that come on our way? No. Does that mean that we won't have trials and troubles and, and difficulties? No. But God has made a race for each and every one of us to run. And he did promise us that he will give us the strength, the courage, and the faith to finish. But what are we doing in the running of the race? Because it's so easy to give up. And if we're honest with ourselves this morning, we can all say there's been at least, at least, one time in our lives where we wanted to give up, 
We've wanted to quit. We wanted to stop trying. And we wanted to throw in the towel. Why? Why do we just want to give up and throw in the towel? Why? Because it's easy. Well, if I throw in the towel, I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's the easy way out. If we throw in the towel, we don't have to worry about the struggle. We don't have to worry about the difficulties. We don't have to worry about the trials and the troubles and everything that comes along with it. Because we gave up. But God didn't call us to give up this morning. God has called us to take, take step forth, one foot in front of the other. He's also called us to take the next breath that he has put in our bodies. See, we've all had times of struggles. We've all had times of problems and trials, disasters, deaths, job issues, school dilemmas, and so, so, so much more. In fact, my job in the last couple of weeks have gone through a big drastic change of departments. I'm not one of big change like that. Just saying. So, and actually one of my coworkers is here this morning. And, uh, and she can attest to this because we're, we're just alike. But they moved me to a whole... I want to say comfort zone. I was in a comfort zone. I was complacent where I was at. I was comfortable with where I was at. And they were like, uh-uh, you got, you got better qualities. Uh-uh, you, you got a better personality. I'm going to move you. So now they put me up here, so now I'm face-to-face with people. Who? I mean, I know I got a big mouth. I know I like to talk. I know I got an outgoing personality. But sometimes the going gets tough. But God has called me to that job place to keep going, to keep persevering, to get to the end of the race. Because God has called each and every one of us to plant seeds. See, we can't plant seeds if we're complacent. We can't plant seeds and we can't keep going on the race that God has put out before us if we become complacent. See, we get to our max point, we just want to throw in the towel because we feel like we've given our all. We feel like we've given everything that we have. We feel like we've given our last breath. We don't have the strength to keep going another step. We don't have an extra push, and we just give up. We give up, and we throw in the towel, and we just call it quits. So here's something to think about. If we were to sit and reflect on our own lives this morning, life tends to throw us some curveballs sometimes. It tends to throw the unexpected at us sometimes. But what do we do? Do we give up? Do we throw in the towel? Are we just sitting on the bench? Are we out of breath because now we have 50 pounds of weight on our shoulders? We have 50 pounds of shame. We have 50 pounds of failure because we called it quits and we threw in the towel. Have you disqualified yourself from the race this morning? The race that God himself has ordained for each and every one of us this morning. Have we given up? Some of the most common reasons that Christians throw in the towel is this. The first one, depression or discouragement. We so easily get discouraged about the little things sometimes because it didn't go our way. That's not the way we wanted it. That's not the way I imagined it to be. So we just, we just give up. We don't want to be bothered. See, when we face stress, tragedy, disappointment, failure, prolonged delay, we lose hope if we don't stay close to God. We don't cling to his promises, we lose hope. But we must remember that the darkness never lasts. Because Psalms 30 verse 5 says, weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. See, because we can be weeping in the night, but we know that we have a hope 
in the morning. That joy of the Lord is something that nobody else can give us. But we have that promise that weeping may last for the night, but oh, his joy comes in the morning. Can somebody say amen this morning? Charles Spurgeon wrote, there are no immortal sorrows for immortal saints. They come, but blessed be God, they also go. No matter what obstacle you face, it will not stand in front of you indefinitely. No matter how heavy and how dark that cloud is over your head, the sunshine will soon break through. Though you may not see a light at the end of the tunnel, you must keep pressing forward. You will outlast your problems. See, because when we become Christians and we turn our lives over to God, I feel like sometimes our expectations of what our lives should be like are far from what comes about. And we tend to get upset and we get discouraged and we even get depressed. And sometimes we even get mad at God. I can't be the only one. There's, there's times we, we, that, you know, you get upset with God and you get mad. Well, God, what, why? Right? Or when things happen and tragedy happens and disappointment happens and we say, well, if God loved me, that wouldn't have happened. Or if God was here in the midst, that wouldn't have happened. Why do we put the blame on God? Why do we put the blame on God? See, when we become a child of God, he, he never said that life would be easy. And I think a lot of times that's where our confusion comes in because we think that when we, we turn our lives over to God and we give him our lives, like, oh, everything's going to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Right? We think everything's going to be easy because, oh, God, he, he's the maker of the heavens and the earth, and he, he provides everything, and, and yet we get upset with him. And when things don't go right, and when we face difficulties, and we face problems and trials, we get mad at him, and we want to turn the blame automatically on him. Well, if God, no, 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 no. It's not well if God. He said that if we would follow him, trust him, have faith in him, and obey his commands, he would give us the strength to get through the difficult times. See, but it's so easy to get discouraged, and it's so easy to give up. And I think far too often we get into this mindset that being a Christian, that everything should go right. We shouldn't have any problems. We shouldn't have to face any, any, any trials, tribulations, or certain situations or circumstances. But yet in our flesh, we try to do things on our own strength. We try to face these problems. We try to go through certain situations. We try to go through certain difficulties in our own strength. And we forget where our strength comes from. We give up. We quit. And we throw in the towel. The honest answer to that is, is why are we always trying to do things in our own strength? Instead of turning to the ultimate. The ultimate that we have placed our faith in. The ultimate that we should have when we, when we give our lives to Jesus, that faith. You know, the Bible says the faith the size of a mustard seed. That's not very big. But I think far too often we think that our faith has to be this drastic big thing in order to believe what God can do. But God says if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, which, which takes us to the next one, shame. We've all done things in our lives that sometimes we're shameful for. We've all done things in our life we wish we can go back and like not do or fix, right? But we as believers and children of God have this thing called grace, this blessing called grace. And it says that your past sins have been blotted out and washed away. 
If you have trusted in the blood of Christ, heaven has purged all record of your failures. Yet many Christians, we tend to not be able to forgive ourselves for our weaknesses, our mess ups, our mistakes, our failures, our regrets, because we imagine that we, we messed up and we failed God. Oh, God's angry at me. God can't use me. God can't love me. And we become, we become so saturated with the, well, God can't. Instead of letting him come in and taking the can't and turning it into a can. See, because when we put our faith in Jesus, it's no longer I can't. It's I can. Why? Because you have the power and the strength of the Almighty. That helps you go step by step. That helps you put one foot in front of the other. That helps you take that next breath of life. Even the devil, oh, he's so eager. Oh, he was mad this morning. I don't know. I kept going and going, and pastor sliding his chair. He's going, two minutes, two minutes. I was like, all right, let me get through these notes. And then I was like, it didn't even feel like the time that was there. But when the power of God comes and the Holy Spirit begins to speak, you have to be obedient. And, and I'm sorry, but if, if we're here till 1 o'clock, I'm just kidding. I'm not keeping you till 1 o'clock. But when <laughs> Justin's timing, so <laughs> we're good. But the devil, he's so eager to remind us of what we once were. Now remember that, what we once were. It's not what we are, but what we once were. Because see, when God comes in and, and we accept him into our lives and we are transformed by the renewing of him, we once were. See, all that failure, all that trial, all, that, all the shame, the guilt, the depression, the discouragement that we've done, it's no longer. And that can't turns into I can. Because he has the race marked out before us. Our steps are ordered before us. See, and the cool thing, the cool thing about God is this. Oh, and I tell my, my youth group this all the time. See, when we ask God to forgive us, When we ask him to forgive us of our mess-ups, our mistakes, our failures, our shame, our discouragement, he forgives us, he washes us clean, and he remembers no more. See, but it's us that are constantly reminded in our own minds because the enemy, that's what he wants. He doesn't want you to be freed. He doesn't want you to be delivered of the sin that you, that you have committed. So he wants to constantly remind you, like, oh, remember that day? Remember that time you did that? Oh, but you were this Christian, right? Because the enemy is like, oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. No, you thought you was. But we once were to what we are. Sorry, Justin, I'm all over the place. <laughs> he forgives us. He washes us clean. He remembers no more. But it's us that are constantly reminded of our mess ups. And it brings shame. It pushes, it pushes us to this edge that now we're like, do I take that step of faith? Or do I just give up? Do I take that step of faith? Knowing that there's no ledge there, do we take that step of faith? Or do we give up? Do we throw in the towel and we call it quits? See, because God has called us to live by faith and not by sight. So I can see that there's nothing there, but if I'm fully relying on the faith that I have in Jesus Christ, I could take that next step. 
I could take that next breath. We don't think that God could use us because of our past. We don't think that God could use us because of our mistakes. But that's what the enemy wants. He doesn't want us to succeed. He doesn't want us to excel in this race that God has marked out before us. He wants us to give up and throw in this towel. If we go back to the cross and give God our doubts, fears, failures, and shame, we stop punishing ourselves. We need to trade our sinfulness in for his righteousness. See, Jesus knows that you can't live a sinless life apart from him. So he chose to live his perfect life through each and every one of us. See, when Jesus was, was persecuted, beaten, and crucified on the cross, I can't imagine that was an easy time for him. I'm sure he wanted to give up. I mean, if he were beaten, persecuted, stoned, wouldn't you just want to give up? But yet he persevered through the end. Regardless of what happened, he persevered through the end. He didn't throw in the towel. He went to the cross for you and I so that we don't have to throw in the towel when things get hard. We don't have to throw in the towel when things get tough. We don't have to throw in the towels when we're at the edge looking down. But if we truly rely on our faith in Jesus, he is and always will be there. He loves us so much that he persevered and finished the race for you and I. Even more so that when we mess up, when we fall and we fail, we can run to him with arms wide open. He is waiting for us. He doesn't say, oh, you remember when you did that? That wasn't of me. Remember when you did that? Remember when you didn't listen to mommy and daddy? That wasn't of me. But he's standing there with arms wide open. He went to the cross for you and I. So we don't have to carry that shame. We don't have to carry that guilt. Our sinful habits. If you struggle with a life-controlling problem, it's not something that you can overcome on, on your own. It's not something you can overcome alone, but we must be open to a life as a mature Christian and be able to confess our weaknesses. That's not easy. Because for one, if we think that when we confess our weaknesses, oh, that makes us weak. If we confess our weaknesses, oh, well, I got problems. If we confess our weaknesses, well, that don't make me look good. But yet God can take your weaknesses and turn them into strengths. But we have to put our faith in him. We have to rely on him. And Paul, Paul told, told the Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12, he says, Therefore strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble. See, now athletes don't rehabilitate themselves. They ask for help. You cannot run the race when sin has crippled you. We have to be transparent. We have to let the right people pray with us. We have to be able to discern what to believe and what not to believe. We have to be able to know that when we go to people for prayer and we go to people for encouragement, when we go to people for advice, we have to know that the truth will be spoken. We have to know that our faith in Jesus is what's going to give us the strength and he's going to point us to the right people. See, our biggest problem as Christians is we feel like we have to go through things alone. We feel like we have to be strong, we have to be tough because we don't want people to look at us as if we're weak. We don't want people to look at us as if, oh, you got problems to go, God can't use you. 
and we give up. We take the easy way out. We're called to run the race that has been marked out before us. We're called to do and fulfill what God has called us to do, but we have to persevere. We have to keep taking that next step forward. We have to keep taking that next step forward in faith that Jesus and only Jesus will meet us with strength and power. Distraction. The key to winning a race is focus. Paul emphasized in Hebrews 12 too, he says, when he told the Hebrews to fix their eyes on Jesus. See, our focus can't be on a specific pastor. Our focus can't be on a celebrity preacher. Our focus can't be on a church, a denomination, a political party, a spiritual gift, or our emotions. If you put your trust in any of those things, you're not gonna be able to finish the race. It was Jesus who started this work in you. It was Jesus, and only he will be able to complete that. We have to stop trying to do things on our own strength, but we have to run the race that he has marked out before us. He has every step planned out for each and every one of us in this room. But if our faith and our focus isn't in him, we'll continually give up and throw in the towel. See, regaining our focus isn't a difficult thing. A lot of times we think, oh, well, I'm so distracted. I'm so far out here. My mind's all over the place. I can't focus on nothing. But, but refocusing our mindset on Jesus and the race that he has marked out for us is not a difficult thing. We simply have to set aside some time to pray. Because if we don't have that conversation with Jesus... Uh, how do we know what he wants from us? How do we know what our next step is? How do we know where to go? How do we know who to speak to? How do we, well, if we're not conversating with Jesus, and a lot of times people think that conversating with Jesus is like this big old drastic, oh, no, like I'm talking to you is like how we talk to Jesus. It doesn't have to be this drastic uh, planned out speech and no. He already knows who we are. He knows our thoughts. He knows our ways. We just talk to him. You got to be real with him. Cast your cares upon the Lord. Pray. It is a very vital thing to walk our, to, to our walk in faith, to constantly be submerging ourselves in worship to constantly be submerging ourselves in the Bible, to constantly be submerging ourselves in his presence. Why? Because when things get tough and when things get difficult and things come at us that we weren't even expecting, we know who to turn to. We have the strength already built up that we could take that next step forward. We could take that next step forward. We could take that next breath of life that we don't have to say, God! Because he's already there. He's already given you the strength. He's already given you the power because your faith in him is strengthened. Spend time in God's word each and every day. And I know a lot of times we get up, we wake up late in the morning. Oh, I'll read my Bible later. Oh, and then we're getting to work and chaos is going on. And, oh, I'll spend time with God later. Oh, the, you get home. Oh, now you're tired. Oh, I'll do it before bedtime. Well, bedtime comes. Now you're laying in bed, yeah. Oh, I'm too tired. And then what? Your whole day went by and you didn't even spend time with God. You spent your entire day 
without God. And I used to tell myself, I still tell myself, because I like to push the clock to the last minute sometimes. <laughs> Parents can attest. <laughs> I like to push the clock to the last minute, and then I'm running around trying to get. And I used to tell myself, when I don't spend time with God, and I don't take the time to spend with him, I'm pretty much just saying, God, I don't need you for today. Mm. We don't take time to spend it with him. We don't take that time to thank him for that breath of life that he gave you this morning. When we don't take time to say, thank you, Lord, for bringing me through this difficult time, for bringing me through this situation, for bringing me through this problem, we're not conversating. But even more so, you don't have to go through a difficult time. You don't have to be going through anything bad. You don't have to go through problems, situations, trials, difficulties to spend time with him. But in those times, be thankful for what he's given you. Be thankful for the roof over your head, the food on your table, the clothes on your back, the car that you take that you drive to work. See, these are all things that we have on a daily basis that we take for granted. That we live by sight sometimes because it's all around us and we forget that we have to live by faith. Because there's people that aren't as fortunate as us. There's people out there that we should be planting seeds to that aren't as fortunate as us. But, but we, sometimes we get into the mindset where we have all that we need, but you don't. Because without Jesus, you don't have anything. You need him to have everything that you need. Spurgeon said, a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to somebody who isn't. See, if we soak and we saturate our minds in scripture, we'll find that the unusual grace we have to press forward. Even when everything else around us is coming up against us and everything around us and everyone around us is coming and crashing down and it's raging against you. When we get to the edge and we're looking over that cliff, see, instead of looking down, to give up, to quit, to throw in the towel, we should be looking up. See, because our strength isn't down there. Our power isn't down there. Our faith isn't down there, but it's in Jesus Christ himself. Stop throwing in the towel. If we go back and we look at Paul's life, the apostle Paul, he was whipped five times. He was beaten three times. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He was malnourished. He was without clothing. And he experienced pearls beyond our comprehension. And that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 27. See, even in the Bible, there's people who wanted to quit. There's people who wanted to give up. There's people who went through difficult times. Even they were persecuted but they didn't give up. Paul could have easily have given up and thrown in the towel and quit. But he knew that God had called him to greater things. He knew that the race that was set before him was something that God had already ordained in his way. So instead of, instead of him throwing in the towel, he kept the faith. And if we go back real quick and we look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, it says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want 
to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and they will turn aside the myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fights and I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord The righteous judge will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all those who have longed for his appearing. See, sometimes we gotta keep going. Sometimes we gotta keep pushing through. Sometimes we gotta keep taking that next step, and I'm hoping I'm not the fall there. We gotta keep taking that next step forward. We gotta keep taking that next breath. When we feel like we can't breathe no more, God says, one more breath. One more breath. One more step. If you trust me and your faith is in me, one more step, one more breath, we'll finish this race. But we have to keep our faith in him. Persecution, my last point is persecution. It's so easy to serve God when everything is wonderful. It's so easy to serve God when everything's going beautifully right. It's so easy to serve God when everything that we could imagine is going easy peasy lemon squeezy. But when the times get difficult and the times get hard, that's when we're like, okay. And we start to back off. How do you respond when your family members, your coworkers start to speak against you because of your faith, because of your moral convictions? See, persecution can tempt us to to deny Christ. It can tempt us to make moral compromises. But you have to remember that when you suffer for his name's sake, you will be blessed. Peter tells us in, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 14, he says, when we are persecuted, the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. When the storms of life begin to drown you, when the storms of life begin to drown your family, it may seem best just to throw the talent and give up. When the difficulties come at us time after time after time after time, we feel like we can't go anymore. We feel like we have nothing else left to give. God says, take that step. But sometimes we lose our focus. We get distracted. We have these 50 pounds of weight on our shoulders and we feel like we can't go anymore. So we're like, I give up. I'm done. I quit. And we throw in the towel. And what purpose does that serve? God didn't call us to give up. God didn't call us to quit. And he didn't call us to throw in the towel. If, if Paul could go through what he did in the Bible, beaten, whipped, shipwrecked, malnourished, without clothing, then why can't we? Jesus went to the cross. He was persecuted, beaten, whipped, crucified. For you and I, why can't we take that next step of faith? Why do we give up so easily? Why do we throw in the towel? And yet he rose three days later for you and I. We have to realize that when it comes to our faith and the love for God, we must never throw in the towel. We must never give up. We must never lose our hope. We must never quit. Whenever we feel like we're on the ropes, 
Whenever we begin to tread the waters, all we have to do is take it to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because remember, he is the strength of what we need. God's not going to call you to do things. He's not going to call you, call, you, call, call you to things and be like, uh, rely on your own strength. Let's see if you can do it. But he's going to give you the strength, the power, and the faith that you need to get through. But sometimes we like to do things our way. We like to do things our way and in our own timing. And sometimes we have to wait on God because we like to go by watch time. And God's like, if you would just trust me, because God don't run on time. God don't have a clock where, like, oh, okay, it's 11.43 right now. Okay. No. People will disappoint you. People will discourage you. People will tear you down. But I can assure you this morning, Jesus will never tear you down. Jesus will never disappoint you this morning. Jesus will never give up on you this morning. Jesus will never quit on you this morning. Jesus will never throw in the towel on you this morning. But I think far too often we want to take the easy way out and we want to quit. And that's not what God's called us to do this morning. So my closing is this. Jesus is calling us to run this race. He's calling us back into the race. Maybe you've fallen off on the sideline or you tripped and you stumbled and you've fallen and you're like, I can't get up. I can't take the next step forward. I can't take the next breath to keep running. And God says, would you just take the next step? He's calling you back into the race this morning. Don't just sit there and let the devil win. Maybe you've stumbled and you've fallen, but God says, get up. Get up. Trust me in my strength. Trust me in your faith in me that I will, I will give you what you need to take that next step forward. But don't give up. Don't let the enemy win. He's going to give you the strength. We have to put one foot in front of the other. We have to focus on Jesus and trust him to give us the strength that we need to run. Are you willing to continue the race and persevere to the end? Are you willing to push through even when things are thrown at us and we feel overwhelmed? We feel defeated. We feel like we have to give up. We can't go anymore. We have to throw in the towel. I'm here to tell you this morning, it's time to run the race. It's time to run the race with all that we have. It's time to put our faith in him and follow the plan that he has set before us. We have to stop making excuses as to why we can't put one foot in front of the other. And we have to look up instead of looking down at the edge because it's so easy to get distracted and we look at where our next foot is going to be planted instead of looking up and saying, God, You've already ordained my steps. I trust you. We have to rely on the power of God. We have to rely on the spirit of God. We have to rely on where our faith is because if we say that our faith is in Jesus, if we say that our faith is in Jesus, we could take that next step forward. We could take that next breath of life. Yeah, it's gonna be tiring. It's not going to be easy, but God has not called us to give up. God has not called us to quit. God has not called us to throw in the towel this morning. Everyone may turn against you, and people are going to persecute you. 
People are going to treat you as if you're some different person. Why? Because you're a Christian. People are going to look down on you. But I can assure you, your heavenly father will never do that. He is with you always. When you fall, when you mess up, when you fall, I don't care how old you are. We all mess up. We all fall short of the glory of God. Each and every one of us in this room falls short of the glory of God. But by his grace and by his mercy and by his love, we can renew that strength. We can refocus where we're at. We can run that race that he has planned out before us because we put our faith in him and we can take that next step. Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store.